busy people getting fit in Fulcher, Texas. Our aim is to help you look better, feel better, and perform better as quickly as possible. I'm your host, Brian White, with Blue Eagle Fitness and Nutrition. Welcome. Hey, what's up, everybody? I am here with Dr. Melissa Hurwitz, and she was telling me about this wonderful weekend that she had, but then she's halfway through the story, and she's like, no, it wasn't that good of a story. It wasn't. So, it wasn't. But anyway, uh, what'd you do this weekend? Yeah, so I uh, took my son and my, well, my husband and my son, we took our son <laughs> to go on a little, we call it a play date. It's not really a play date because it's really more for the adults and the children just have to sit there. But we went to this nice restaurant, uh, arguably maybe too nice to bring children to, um, with another couple and our son, who is 18 months old, okay. wonderful, like super happy kid, uh, just was kind of a terror. And the other kid, who's about his age, was absolutely delightful. Just so <laughs> quiet and wonderful, and like even like motion for the check, and just very smart. And you know, my son, of course, who's normally like just like an angel, and sure. he really is good. Um, sure. But he's, I mean, as you can see, you can't even hear him right now. He's in the other room. Um, but he's like, you know, crying, fussing, wanting to get out of the high chair. But the, the poor kid, we kind of kept him in the car seat all day. I guess we were taking him around doing things. So, anyways. But it was fun. <laughs> the food was good. <laughs> and you were with another 18-month-old who apparently was calling for the check. Yeah. So good yeah. for him. It was good amazing. For him. Yeah. Well, we're, we're here today to talk about plantar fasciitis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did I pronounce it correctly? Yeah, totally. Okay. I can sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so tell us what it is and who gets it. Sure. So plantar fasciitis is maybe... Oh, I hear Stan. No, he's crying. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> Hopefully, she'll get that under control. Um, plantar fasciitis is oh, okay. <laughs> we just got the thumbs up that we're doing okay. I think he's looking for me. Oh no, he's okay. Me. Wait, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Hi, baby. Okay. My sixteen-year-old babysitter's not doing her job right now. <laughs> That was very dangerous territory. Okay. Okay. So, anyways, um, plantar fasciitis is a condition that affects like a lot of people, and especially a lot of people that come into our practice. I mean, I would say on any given day, maybe like anywhere from like twenty to thirty percent or more of my patients. I'm totally making this up, but it's like somewhere around that range. A good chunk of our patients do have it and come in for it. Okay. Um, it's a condition that primarily affects the heel. Okay. Okay. Usually people just call it heel pain, um, but you know, it can even be arch pain. Um, Even though there's a lot of different diagnoses and other foot conditions that can also cause heel and arch pain, I would say probably the most common cause would be arguably plantar fasciitis. So uh, what causes it, we don't necessarily know. Um, The way I like to describe it just as an understanding for people that come in, you know, maybe I've had it for one week or a couple of months, you know, it's all different, all different people that get it um, for all different spans of time. It's really when you start to experience heel pain, a lot of the times out of nowhere, it'll start one day. Um, And the the main cause, the way that I like to think of it is kind of a load capacity issue. So like, you know, your heel and the structure's on your heel, the main one we're talking about today being the plantar fascia, it accepts a certain amount of load every day just from you, you're doing your certain activities or whatever you do at your work on a daily basis. Um, And when the capacity is met, so maybe it's time, maybe it's 
um, you know, maybe you're overdoing things, you're doing new exercises, okay. whatever it could be, age, right? There's there's actually a lot of different factors that could could feed into this, but okay. once the, the load exceeds the capacity, um, you start to have irritation where the plantar fascia attaches. And that's okay. basically on the bottom part of the heel, which now I'm almost wishing I brought a foot model to point it out to you. <laughs> but I'm sure, as you can imagine, um, if this is my heel and this is the bottom of my heel, it's pretty much that simple. I okay. mean, people a lot of the times first come in complaining of, you know, getting out of bed, the first thing they experience, pain when they step down first okay. thing in the morning, right? That's pretty like textbook plantar fasciitis. I do have some people um, also that, you know, say that they have heel or arch pain and it kind of manifests in different ways. It may be a different thing other than plantar fasciitis. It may actually be plantar fasciitis and that's just how they are manifesting it. But typically okay. it's going to be, you know, be, you, you're off of the foot for a period of time. You're either sitting down or sleeping, you get up and that's usually when it's the worst. Okay. Um, a lot of times, even with plantar fasciitis, it actually all get, tends to get better throughout the day, um, or maybe it's worse at night, but that's most things that are painful. A lot of people find can be a little bit more sore at night. What the plantar fascia is, is basically it's, a, it's thick tissue that essentially holds your arch in place. So okay. it attaches on the bottom of the heel, attaches to most of the structures, like most of the foot bones. Um, and the way, actually the way that you can identify your plantar fascia is if you, I don't know if you want to do this right now, you'd have to take your shoe off. Um, but if you can imagine you, you take your shoe off and you kind of hyperflex, or we call it dorsiflex, you, you basically push up the big toe at the okay. base, right? Yep. And then there, there'd be a, a band of tissue that yep. kind of sticks out. Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It, it kind of almost feels hard when you do that. Like when yep. you push it like this, you're going to feel that band. And if you looked at that it... That runs like, through like my arch. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So yeah. that is your plantar fascia. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, I think... So it's... it's I, I, I kind of describe it to my patients as a ligament. It's not a ligament, okay? Okay. Ligament has a very specific um, definition. It's yep. basically... It's ligamentous tissue that connects bone to bone. But, but that's the reason why... I say correct. I'm saying correct to a doctor, but well, you know, whatever. Ligament, you know, I, it's, it's... Yeah, if you want to get, like, technical, right? Like, I'm yeah. sure if there's a doctor watching this, you know, they might be like, well, it's not a ligament. It's it's not. But I, I like to explain it to patients because, like you said, like, it doesn't matter, right? Correct. Like, if I said it were a ligament, you'd be like, okay, fine. It doesn't matter. Um, but it's it's fascia. It's it's tissue. It's similar to ligamentous tissue, but it it's thin. It's, it's like a thin sheet of tissue that kind of spans the bottom of the Foot and is one of the most important structures that holds your arch in place that gives you an arch when you step down okay and so if i experience this heel pain mm -hmm. um you diagnose it as plantar fasciitis um what's the treatment so um well you skipped ahead a lot oh did i sorry <laughs> What did I skip? Well, to diagnose it. Oh, we haven't diagnosed it We haven't it yet. diagnosed it yet. Okay. I mean, you come in and you tell me you have heel pain. I have like, heel pain. You have heel pain, right? But like, you know, let's just say maybe it is like when you first step down in the morning okay. or not. Like yeah. first thing we're going to do is take an x-ray. Um, we want to rule out some other more pertinent things like maybe like a, a broken foot. Like a broken foot. <laughs> Fair, okay. right? So that's, that's definitely one of the possibilities. Okay. Um, there's a couple other, but not to get too, you know... I, I can really tangent, so I'm yeah, gonna try to sure. not do okay. that. Um, but a good example would be like a stress fracture would be something that yeah. we could find on an X-ray. Um, and and another thing, actually, I want to say because a lot of patients do come in telling me, "Hey, maybe I had 
x-rays somewhere else my gp called it for whatever reason i have this heel spur okay. that's like a that's like a big thing um that people come in talking about when they think they have plantar fasciitis when they've been told they have plantar fasciitis um and i do want to say i say this to my patients all the time uh a, a heel spur yes you may have it um it's it may be associated with plantar fasciitis but it's not really a factor in treating it okay and in fact um you know so i i may note on the x-ray hey you have this little hook of bone on the bottom of your foot that's where the plantar fascia attaches i don't like to get too cut up caught up on that like if if i were taking x-rays to only find that i wouldn't even do the x-ray okay um but i i'll always mention it um and sometimes i'll even see a little spur where the achilles attaches which i'll talk maybe a little bit more about later when i talk about the causes of it um but basically you know when it comes down to it I would say there's, there's studies that show about 80% of people who get this condition resolve it in about a year. Okay. And that doesn't mean that it will take a year. Some people it resolves in a week. Some people it resolves in a month, two months. There's no exact predictability on that. Um, but pretty much, I would say in my practice, 100% of those people, I, I should say 99, nothing's ever 100%, yeah. but pretty much we don't really take into account the heel spur. Like okay. it, that doesn't do anything. It doesn't mean anything. So I'm sorry. What, what were you jumping We're diagnosing, we're, you're diagnosing plantar fasciitis. Di we've diagnosed we've it. We've diagnosed it because you took an x-ray. Yes. Anything else? Actually, yes. I'm glad, I'm glad you asked. Because <laughs> the x-ray just told us that it wasn't broken and no stress fractures. Correct. Okay. You know, one of the other main things, and you know, I'm, I'm assuming I think most people, most doctors take this into account when you're talking about plantar fasciitis, but you know, especially me, I will say I really like to pay attention to how tight your Achilles is. Okay. Um, there's a muscle group that the, the Achilles tendon is the biggest, thickest tendon that attaches to the back of the heel. Um, and it's, it's made up of three muscle heads. So um, one of the muscle groups that makes up the Achilles tendon, it actually attaches to your femur where your thigh is okay. in the back, um, and, and your hamstring group, right? So yep. basically I like to pay attention to that because it's kind of a part, it becomes a whole part of the algorithm and treatment, which we like to really employ stretching exercises for the hamstring yep. group. Um, but we do, we do a special test in the office to just see if there's a big contributing factor of one of those muscle groups. And if so, um, there's, it kind of does impact the way that we treat the condition. Um, you know, Achilles tightness, I, it's not just the Achilles, right? But like, just to keep it simple, um, I tell my patients the pulling up of the Achilles, the tightening of the Achilles, whatever's contributing to that. Yep. If you think about it, right? Imagine your Achilles is completely taut, like if you like almost like you're pointing your toes down because yep. that's what it'd be like, right? Yep. So if your Achilles is a little bit tighter, then you have your plantar fascia kind of playing a tug of war from yep. the bottom. Yeah. That's certainly not going to make it better, right? So I, I, in part of the diagnosis and I think also coming up with the treatment plan, which I know we're excited to move on to, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I do like to talk about, you know, how the Achilles factors in or a, a part of that muscle group and how we can use that in our treatment plan to hopefully cure it for you or be, be on your way to getting better. Okay. So treatment, right? <laughs> Anything else yeah. before we get to treatment? <laughs> I really scarred you. <laughs> yeah, so no, I, I think that's the the, simp the easiest, simplest way. Well, maybe one other thing I could mention. I, <laughs> I don't really do this as much anymore. Um, but it can be done and you know, an, another thing, um, another thing that you can use to measure if someone has plantar fasciitis that in theory could be used 
Do you hear something? No, oh. okay. That in theory could be used um, in the diagnosis, right? Would be ultrasound. Um, okay. I would say, you know, I go through periods of time where I'm doing it more or less often, but basically when you do an ultrasound, right, on someone who you suspect to have plantar fasciitis, um, it should show thickening of the plantar fascia. So a normal plantar fascia is about three millimeters. When we look at an ultrasound, a lot of times people with plantar fasciitis will have you know, increased upwards of five to six millimeters. Okay. Um, wow. the, the reason why I don't do it all the time or I don't necessarily do it as much in my practice is just because I know that the studies do say essentially there's there's not a real correlation with prognosis and getting better in thickness. Like okay. you may not have any heel pain and I could measure that you have a thick okay. plantar fascia or you may have a thick plantar fascia and pain and we get you better and it's still thick. Yeah. So that's the reason why it, it can be helpful sometimes to like really, if we're really confused or we really want to see um, if, if that's going on that way. Um, okay. But yeah, and that's pretty much it for diagnosis. And then, <laughs> okay. so treatment. Treatment. Right? So treatment for plantar fasciitis. I mean, everybody, I'm sure all doctors that you go to for this have their own protocol, but a lot of them are really similar. Um, okay. The standard of care a lot of the times with plantar fasciitis we all start with stretching, stretching your hamstring Achilles group. I mean, okay. first of all, couldn't hurt. Okay. And secondly, you know, a lot of the times, probably more often, you know, I believe that the Achilles, the, the muscle contributing to the, the Achilles group um, that may be in question that I was talking about before is, is contributing to it. And, you know, I do find in practice that many of our patients do get better just simply by doing stretching okay um but this is static stretching for the hamstring and the achilles yeah um okay. and there's there's like a whole set like if you look online you know we have our own little packet that like we like to give out to patients um there's a couple of other little wacky little things you can try to do um that <laughs> okay. so we, we have it in our packet and you know physical therapists will swear by it i'm sure and i'm not trying to like foo-foo it or anything like that but i mean for example one of the things is you can pick up marbles with your toes. And what that's supposed to do is that's supposed to strengthen. Yeah, it's supposed to strengthen the- Do you have marbles at home? I can't say that I do. I feel like I've just been called out. I feel like attacked. I'm I feel like saying, I need to I'm get marbles. I'm just saying that this advice might be about 30 years old. Maybe, maybe. And maybe I should look at the newest research on picking up marbles with your toes. Or grapes. Or grapes. You, that might get weird, but you might it end might, up making I'm wine. Just, I'm just saying that I have grapes and I don't have you, marbles. You know what? You might, it might get a little squishy. You may not achieve the results that you were intending to, but it, for all I know, maybe it's even better. Maybe you're onto something. Maybe so. Maybe um, but so. what it's supposed to do is supposed to strengthen the intrinsic muscles, which are these really teeny tiny yep. muscles in deep within your yep. foot, to basically increase the, I guess it's supposed to just it's supposed to create a more supported foot. So okay. if your plantar fascia is lacking, if it's weak, if it's, you know, inflamed, the idea is you have stronger muscles in your foot. Kind yep. of like, I'm sure you understand this, like with, with any other injury, a lot of the times, like if somebody has an injured, I think your computer is, it's fine. I'll, um, you know, if you have an injured ankle, for example, right? A physical therapist, one of the things they're going to do is strengthen the muscles all around the ankle. It's kind of like True. that in, in a yep. way, right? Okay. But I just say it's wacky because it's like, you know, I'm not going to say that's like the main thing that gets our patients better, right? Like, okay. I don't think the patients that are not picking up marbles um, are the ones that are in deep trouble here. <laughs> okay. So, but that. But so we have stretching. Stretching, exactly. Um, another, I would say, standard of care thing um, that's you know probably like like an age old thing that people will try to do is 
icing. I know okay. we've talked, you and me have talked about icing, um, yep. icing versus heat. I personally think that, you know, applying heat can also help, especially if we're in a chronic phase, like we, yep. maybe we've had it for several months. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there, and there are newer studies that are out that do show um, using heat does have its benefits. So, but th that would be something ice versus heat. I, I almost think you could do both. I mean, I don't think there's any harm in using ice. Yep. One of the things that, you know, Again, it's like an age old like therapy for this. It's like you take a water bottle, leave it in the freezer, kind of massage the bottom of your foot. I still see no okay. harm in that. Yep. Um, manual massage therapies can always be helpful in okay. you know relieving inflamed areas of the body. Yep. Um, and then you know other things that we use um, that I find to be very helpful, um, either over the counter or custom inserts, um, depending on the relative deformity of the patient or you know what kind of uses is this patient's foot getting? I mean, I have yeah. some people who are like elite athletes or a librarian and you may have a different need. Um, and so we, we come up with things that are effective, but also make sense to the patient. Right? Yeah. I was going to eventually get, but we can get to it now. Yeah. But shoes. Yeah. Shoes, shoes, shoes are also a thing. I don't know yeah. how I even like just happened to leave that out. I always <laughs> talk about it. Um, basically, in short, for most conditions, I will say there's little things that like, you know, like if you're pronator or supinator, like we, and we'll probably get, we can do that another time. Okay. Um, but generally speaking, a good shoe with sh good shock absorption, which how will you know that? I mean, it's usually going to be like a thicker and stiffer sole. All the shock, think of it like this. When you're walking barefoot in yep. the home and you have heel pain, right? Like you step down first thing in the morning, you step on a barefoot. So your foot's taking all the shock absorption right from through your heel yep. so if you put on a supportive like shoe with an insert or without you you know the more support that you have right like for that area the the less shock that your actual foot is taking the shoe is taking it the insert is taking that shock when you step down all the you know the force of your body weight gravity and stuff like that so another good point that i think this raises is Patients, you know, a question that I'll usually ask people is, are you barefoot in your home? And mo most people would say yes. I mean, I think it's sometimes like almost weird if you don't say yes, because most people do when you get from the outside, right? You come inside, yep. even for cultural reasons or sanitary reasons, you're going to take your shoes off, right? Yep. So that's fair. Like, you know, and right when I, after I asked that question, some of my patients have gone, you know, to, to the extent of getting a more supportive insert or I should say, um, whatever footwear for the home. Um, but that's one of the first things also that we tell people on their way out when we're talking about, you know, all the things that we're doing together for this condition is when you step out of bed in the morning, have a step into, to like kind of special shoe, whether it be, okay. um, you know, I know you're in the home, but have it be like your home shoe. Maybe it's a, a Birkenstock sandal or, you know, some kind of sandal with support, like a slip on device that support slippers. They're not really going to give you support, right? Like okay. maybe some do, like if you have one that's actually like, yep. you know, relatively stiff, I mean, you'll know if, if you can bend the thing completely in half and touch the front to the back, that's not supportive, <laughs> right? Like just like a Chuck Taylor okay. sneaker, all of you watching this, if you are still watching this, um, Chuck Taylor sneakers, very popular, the Converse style. And it's sure. just, no support, right? Yeah. They look good. They're they're cool. Kids have them. <laughs> you look cool. They're classic, uh, but unfortunately, not very supportive. Yeah. So, th those are the things. So, so we touched on stretching. Um, actually, one other important thing that I try to get a lot of my patients to do because there's evidence-based medicine behind it 
is a short course of um, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, which is your Motrin, your ibuprofen. Um, I like to prescribe it because I think it increases compliance. Like instead of like you thinking to reach in your medicine cabinet, okay. if you have like that prescription there that says take one in the morning, one at night at this degree okay. or, at, or at this dosage, right, that I want you to take. Uh, I really like it. Some of my patients like for whatever reason, I feel like I've explained it and they'll come like, yeah, I took one or two, but no, I want you to take one in the morning, one at night. That's just kind of one of my things, but in general, right? Like using a short course, so not for the rest of your life, but like maybe just a few weeks um, can actually, there are studies that have shown positive evidence um, and correlation and reduction in symptoms and pain by adding this on to the full gamut of things that we do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything else we need to know? I suppose not. I mean, I, I think that that's pretty much it. There, I'm sure there actually is, right? But like, then I'm going to give everything away and you're never going to come and see me. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, no, it's really, I think that it's fair to try some of these things, right? Like if, if you, when, when in doubt, it's always good to get an x-ray first. Come see the doctor, okay. you know, even if you already know some of these things. I yeah. mean, like I said, some people um, will get better sooner. Some people will need some time. And there's not always an answer to every question. I know some people having foot pain in general can be yeah. really frustrating. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have a lot of patients often will come in tearful, actually, like that it's it's still there. They maybe have five kids. They yeah. don't have time to, you know, to get better and they yeah. can't get better. I mean... There are actually a lot of other treatments that we could potentially do, um, but it really just depends on your level of symptoms. Like what I'm talking okay. to you about is kind of the most basic stuff. Like if okay. you go on Dr. Yeah. Google and you look on the internet for plantar fasciitis, a lot of the times, um, you know, you will find, and some of my patients come in and maybe they did it, like they kind of did it, but like, you know, sure. not to the degree that they should. They may need other things that we can provide for them. Um, and so, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much. Totally. This is a popular question, so I'm glad we got it covered. Yeah, hopefully that helps. Um, and definitely, if you are in the area or not, um, we're happy to help you. <laughs> Excellent. Love it. Yeah. Well, thank you. And we'll see you next time. Can I do this? Can oh, I yeah, absolutely. This is yeah. like, I don't think this is going to be very professional looking, but this is our practice, full shirt yeah. and ankle. <laughs> and there'll be, a, there'll be a link in the show notes um, with uh, all the contact information you need as well. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. Thank Thanks for having me. Yep. Bye. Bye. You can get every episode of Busy People Getting Fit wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. You can also reach us at busypeoplegettingfit.com. Until next time, thank you for listening.